0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io.
1: What's up, Hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgan, founder of Marknology, here as today's host of Startup Hustle. Today's title is launching again a four-time founder's formula, and I'm sure you'll know our guest for today before i make that introduction today's episode of startup puzzle is powered by fullscale.io hiring software developers is difficult fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team visit fullscale.io to learn more Matt Watson, welcome to the show.
0: What's up, man?
1: <laughs> I'm super excited to have you. Our listeners obviously know um you know who you are, but I think it's going to be exciting today to kind of dig into what you're doing new. That's that's fun. Maybe maybe they know some of it, maybe they don't. Um I'm definitely going to learn and um just excited to kind of catch up. We don't always get to catch up. We pass each other, we're in the same building sometimes, sometimes we're not. Um but I'm excited to have you on the show and kind of hear what you're doing.
0: You know, I'm just I'm sitting here doing the math in my head and I'm thinking you know what, this might be the third time I've been a guest on the show. So one in every 400 episodes, I get to be a guest or something, I guess.
1: I well, <laughs> for me, you know, I think when we met, like, I don't know, I think it's been so I joined the podcast in 2020. But I think I, I met you guys, at you know, 2019, um, at you and DeCoursey, and I would come on as a um, the, the Amazon update.
0: Yeah, so, it was like a weekly thing.
1: Yeah, you guys did the podcast together at that time before we split it off and did everything like more remote and digital and, uh, you know, just getting to come down to your guys office, see the podcast studio. My business has come a long way since then, but it's just been fun watching the full scale journey and the startup hustle, you know, journey, um, seeing what you guys are building.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me today.
1: Yeah, we're going to have some fun and um I'm excited to have you on my show and get my listeners um the Tuesday the Tuesday spot to kind of just know a little bit more about um some of startup hustle's founders um and you know full skills founders but today we're going to be talking about something different uh at capacity.
0: Yeah, so but we're still talking about marketing, man. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that I that's what Act Capacity does. We do digital marketing software for primarily home services. So like plumbing, HVAC, electrical, but I think we just signed up our first uh, medical spa, which is like high end, you know, ladies treatments, usually like Botox and weight loss, all these things. Um, but yeah, and we're expanding to other industries, we're trying to get an automotive. So um, we're like, we're excited, but we're like a scrappy little startup still trying to figure it out and not sure what verticals we're going to go into, right? So we're trying to figure it out.
1: Well, before we jump into exactly what At Capacity does, and you know, some of what those verticals are and different things. Let's talk about just how this came to be. I mean, you got your hands in a lot of things, um, you know, and we've discussed this maybe six months in the past before we did a little e-com, just like R&D conversations around, you know, what Amazon e-commerce sellers are into and what their needs are. Um, But talk to me about, you know, this new project um, that you're involved in how to come to be.
0: Yeah. So I, I had a previous company called Stackify that I sold in 2021 which by the way it was totally weird to sell a company like in 2020 um, during covid we sold that company i never literally i never met in person the people that acquired the business which was That's totally wild. strange it's totally wild. bizarre but we so we sold that in 2021 i stayed there for a few months and then left and um you know one of my friends here in Kansas City was telling me about where she was working and what they were doing, um, which is a company called, at the time it was called Home and Local Services, but now it's called Camp Digital. And um talked to her a few times and and whatever. I, I was sort of not doing anything. I, I was sort of like I had like a good six months of, I don't know if I'd call it being retired, but sort of messing around and figuring out every way to lose money trading crypto. Sabbatical. I think they call it a sabbatical. A, a sabbatical but, you know, from talking to her, you know, a few times kind of piqued my interest. And at first I'm like, software for home services for plumbers? This sounds stupid. Like, why would I Why would I do this? Um, but the more I got into it, the more I realized what they were doing, I, I kind of saw the opportunity and saw, you know, what they had been doing for the last five years. They were very successful. And um, I joined them as basically their chief technology officer, and kind of got to know the business over the last year and and part of the goal was to take the technology that they had and spin it out into another company and then go after other verticals okay um so you know camp digital is arguably you know the number one if not you know top 3 marketing agencies in the home service space they they focus on the super large home service companies a lot of them um A lot of them, it's crazy, man. Spend fifty to one hundred thousand dollars a month on Google Ads. Like you wouldn't believe how big some of these like plumbing and HVAC companies are. But that's that's who their their customer base is. But that means they also don't service like the other ninety eight percent of the market. Like the average like plumber that you see drive down the street, where you know stereotypically it's like a guy and his you know, one or two other employees and his wife, you know, runs the back office and answers the phone. Like that's the stereotypical, like small business, right? Um, They don't service them because they're too small. They're they're too small for their agency. So our goal was to build a software product that could serve that mid and, you know, even smaller market, you know, small plumbing company, HVAC company, stuff like that. So that's what we set off to do.
1: So would you compare Camp Digital kind of to a Marknology in regards to it being service-based? Like, they Yeah. Have? Okay. In yeah, that I regards? mean, you
0: guys, your expertise is e-commerce and, and Amazon and all that kind of stuff. And their expertise is plumbing.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I get it. Um, I'm just trying to like, you know, for any of our listeners really understand kind of what happened. And I would assume this was like a software that Camp Digital built in-house.
0: It was, it was something they built in-house. And so the premise of it is, if you had a water leak today and you call the plumber and the plumber says, sorry, I can't be there for three days. You just hang up, you call the next one. Right? So as a plumber, it makes no sense for you to be advertising. If you can't come deliver the service, you, if you can't come out today or come out tomorrow and take care of that water leak, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because you,
1: these are emergency or like time, time-based services. Like, you yeah. Need, you know, yeah.
0: I mean, just like me, right? If, if my air conditioning stops working, my wife is going to kill me if I don't get that shit fixed. It needs to be fixed today. It needs to be fixed tomorrow. It doesn't even matter how much it's going to cost. If it costs twenty bucks, hundred bucks, whatever, it's got to be fixed, right? It's got to be right. fixed now, right? So for all these kinds of companies, they they also are terrible customers for other marketing agencies. So other marketing agencies, uh, and I don't I don't mean to I don't mean dog marknology in the in, in the mix of this. You guys are no, different. you do doing no,
1: commerce. Speak your mind. But
0: other marketing companies in home services. You know, they just want you to spend five thousand dollars a month, ten thousand dollars a month, whatever it is for your marketing spend, and just spend it. No different if you're running a TV ad or a radio ad. Or they just spend the money, whatever. Yep. They don't want to be held accountable for the performance, and they want to take their twenty percent or whatever and just spend the money. They don't care. Um, where back to the scenario, if you're a plumber, you need to turn your ads on and off every day depending on your workload, right? So the week before Labor Day. Not a lot of people want to do plumbing for whatever reason. But then the week after after Labor Day, it's crazy busy. Like everybody waited until after the holiday, right? You get this crazy ebb and flow in the business. And because you know it's service based business, you have literally literal people doing the work, that capacity ebbs and flows, and it, it needs a software technology to help kind of manage when they do advertising, when they turn it off, when they expand their service area, right? Like, hey, we haven't had a lot of work to do the last couple of days. Let's expand our service area. We're willing to drive an extra 30 minutes to go to a job. We need jobs to do, right? So there's a lot of stuff that needs to be more dynamic in how they do their marketing that other marketing companies just straight up don't do and other industries don't do. Like you wouldn't do an e-commerce, right? You wouldn't turn the ads off the same way.
1: I'm going to check them maybe once a week. It's like, it's yeah, you know, it's different. It's, there's a reason. Like, you know, some of it is time. I can't check it every single day. Part of it is if you change it too much, you have no, you know, there's no real trend lines to look at. Yeah. You know, is it working? Is it not? Um, when you're selling e-commerce products, people can buy what what's amazing about it is that your stores open twenty-four-seven. Yeah. Yes. You know, people can buy all day, every day. And at that point, you know, we might be doing something like day partying where we're like okay, we want to show from eight to 12, exactly. you know, a lot of our budget and from six to 10, you know? Um, yeah. But I would also think about with service-based businesses and like you have, okay, are people home on the weekend, Labor Day, they're probably at the lake or outside grilling, you know, or they don't want to handle that problem at home because they're at you know, their friend's house for Labor yeah. Day, you know, whatever the case might be, be those things all relate to it, right? Yep. And so then there's a boom afterwards. Like uh something you might not know about me, I don't know. I run a property management business as well. We have like okay. um ten or twelve Airbnbs in the city and and you know eighty or so homes. And you start to really notice the trends of when things happen, like heavy rains, yeah. you know, the first freezes, or like if it's so hot that the ACs aren't, you know, they stop working, they just can't keep up. Um, and then it comes down to, okay, well we need to have our service providers out there changing the filters before it gets that hot and, you know, da, 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 da. But there's these like things that you start to see after seasons. And um, being able to adjust that is, is something that just, you can't pay enough manpower to have, you know, someone on Labor Day, turning ads off let's say
0: yeah well and there's a lot of service companies that need a certain amount of clientele right like a little a a small plumbing company they're like hey I need five or six calls a day right and it's not like they have 20 or 50 or 100 like it's not infinite it's only five or six Um, but think about other companies even that do recurring schedules say like a, a maid service or lawn care or other things pest control. They need a certain book of business. And if they, a couple customers cancel, they need to advertise and they need to get a couple more. And then when it's done, it's done. Kind of like you with your property management, right? You, you need renters when you need them. And then when you don't need renters, you don't need new renters, right? Another so 12
1: months or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: You're, you, you know, there's a lot of ebb and flow in, in the business. And, you know, those are the kinds of problems we're trying to solve. And honestly, they're, it's not that complicated. Um, but we, you know, have a whole host of, of different solutions that, that we provide them. And, um, we also build websites for them. So a lot of our customers are small plumbers or whatever, right? So they need a website that converts really well, that has great landing pages and all stuff. And, um, so we, you know, have a, a turnkey offering for them and, you know, we, we're still partnered with camp digital. So camp, you know, we, we still work very closely with them. This kind of was an offshoot of that, but, um, you know, I'm also excited to go into other industries outside of home services. So think about like a service department at a car dealership. It's no different, right? If all the service bays are full, it doesn't make any sense to advertise for service, you know, two weeks from now. Um, so, you know, trying to help these different companies manage this kind of stuff that's more dynamic is the goal.
1: I had a couple of just like random thoughts. about am run by you. Um, one, I have some like home service based um you know, people in the family that run their own businesses. yeah. Okay. So smaller businesses like that. Um, you know, so things coming to mind that, that I know they deal with and whatnot. Um, but kind of recently, uh, because our staff is always busy on the property management side for different things I've needed around the office here. Um, you know, at Marknology or, or at my house, I've been using like TaskRabbit Mm -hmm. and some of these, um, little apps that kind of help me find a plumber or a cleaner or different things like that. You need to Uh, look
0: at Lula, which is a Kansas city based company that specializes specializes in this for property management.
1: I'll have to write this down Lula. Um, But for me, I'm like, okay, are, is it, is it becoming more and more common? Um, You know, because I would say like 90, probably 98% of the time, if I'm looking for something, especially local, I've got my GPS location services turned on on my phone and I'm searching plumbers near me or plumbers or or um, lawn care so google having a much more bigger impact i guess than in ecom when yeah. i think about it just a lot more spend there happening based on location
0: it's direct response right when somebody searches for that problem they're looking for a solution today right they're not window shopping like e-commerce style they're like i need somebody right now to come fix this thing and um 70% of all the leads are phone calls I would argue the other 30% would make a phone call, but it's three in the morning and you don't, you don't answer it. You know, nobody submits a form lead on a website that says, I hope you get this message and come fix my plumbing leak as fast as possible. Without a call. Yeah. And that doesn't, it doesn't happen. You call, you're like, babe, I called them. They will be here. Like, you know, it's a different industry. It's totally different industry.
1: Yeah, I, and I'm it's really coming to mind just now like, you know, some of the things that they would face when it comes to that and sometimes my frustration as a as a tech guy and e-com guy I'm like is everything here old school? Like, let me just like, you know, get to what I need to do and you're waiting on a call and you're like you guys literally calling me randomly in the middle of the afternoon like I don't have a calendar, you know, um but like if your plumbing or your AC is down like, you know, nothing else matters. Like, yeah, know, I think we had an issue with um internet being down here at the office this week and Uh-oh. for a couple of hours it was you know here at the martin all, like you know the whole floor i mean i guess all three floors the front door some kind of circuit thing uh with our security entrance you know and the internet so they don't know how to come down for security uh it's, it's three businesses um three businesses that are in a position now um to not to not be able to work out of the office this we you know we may we go to a coffee shop everyone has to move or go home it's an hour yeah. it's an hour across three businesses it's a lot Um, so these things can be super important, but like, where else do they spend marketing budget besides, you know, booking appointments? Um, I don't,
0: well, so home services, um, has the best source of leads might be something you've never even heard of. And even though you work in marketing and a lot of people have never heard of is something called Google local service ads. So Google has a whole new program that they've launched over the last couple of years called local service ads. And if you go and search like plumber near me, it's the first little row of boxes that come up on the top of the screen. And it's wired for a whole bunch of different services and keywords. Um, Most everything is home service related. They are expanding to, I think, even automotive and um, all sorts of like. There's a long list. I mean, I think it even covers like bail bondsmen and like there's like all the they're all little service company kind of business kind of stuff, not all home services, but they're all like local company things, right? Local service ads. And um, they're great for a lot of industries because they're they're totally different than normal pay-per-click where you're paying, you know, $10 a click, $20 a click, whatever, and you're bidding against everybody. In the local service ads, you pay a fixed amount per lead. It's a cost per lead. Wow. And Google actually has different pricing on a on a phone call lead versus a what they call a message lead, a tech like email text message kind of lead, um, but they work great and it has definitely changed the game and sucked up um, a lot of the lead volume even out of like the traditional pay per click stuff. So this Google local service ads is huge. And um, a lot of these like local services, home services kind of
1: industry, if, if
0: it's something you're, if, maybe you've never even heard of, it's totally, totally new thing. So yeah,
1: cause it's like, you know, if there was, let's say three Amazon agencies in Kansas city, that would be kind of a lot. If we were trying to service like Amazon, yeah. brands, right. just like, you know, there's three, we can work digitally. So it's not um, a thing. If you're a, a, a home service based company, every, um, almost every neighborhood, not quite every neighborhood. Right. But every like municipality or every, every, um, suburb, you know, you're going to have two or three of, hundreds of them. Yeah. Over yeah. each, each like, you know, so because they can only handle so many, because there's usually a team of, you know, they're less than 10 usually. So how many they can service and there's just really, it doesn't work yeah. in the same way, you know? Um, okay. So I'm going to back up just a little bit. Uh, we, we understanding kind of what is working and, and, you know, why and and how it can serve them better in some of the areas that you're in. Um, but a more personal question, you know, you talked about selling Salsify. There was an exit before that. Right. And, and then yeah. the, the founding of a uh, full scale as well. And now at capacity, um, you know, what kind of, what kind of inspired you to, um, to take this one and run?
0: I think it's entrepreneurial ADD. I think so. I mean, I, th- I think I have the bug. I, I don't know, man, I, I just like helping people. And I love business. You know, I had lunch with somebody today who believe it or not had software in a payday loan space. And he was thinking about selling it to other payday loan companies and needed help. And it's like, well, maybe I can help you if you need like an advisor or whatever. I don't know. I, I just love business and I love solving business problems and talking to people. And,
1: um, I don't know. I, I need something to relate. No, it doesn't have to be a better answer than that. Actually. Like I, um, for me, I can be over eager, uh, yeah. a lot of times and patience has been something that I've had to learn through the process of entrepreneurship. Uh, and for me, kind of sometimes having completely different verticals of projects, they can be somewhat related. Like for me, property management as a partner, I handle the Airbnbs, I handle pho- getting photographers, decorating the Airbnbs, automation in our email process, our SMS processes, you know, I handle e-commerce stuff really like a lot you do of you all
0: you do all of that you, for your property management company
1: yeah i do the digital stuff okay you know I, that's what i bring to the table um you know they still they're handling all they're showing actually people the rentals and you know mm-hmm. maintenance and all those kinds of things um so they're kind of related but it's also it's different and for my you know if you want to call it adhd um it's also like whenever this thing is stuck or i'm having to wait i can go over here and like utilize, you know, the energy I've got, or like it kind of solving a different problem for me is is fun. And I think, um, one, you know, you've worked in the uh, programming space, development space, sorry, development space for a while, at least with Stackify. And um, now you're in service space and local. So not just service based um, home services, or whatever it might branch into, but I think that local piece is something that I have yet to really tackle. In everything that I've done, Um, you know, even Airbnb is booking people traditionally from somewhere else. Yeah. Right. They're booking before they're here, um, which is kind of just, it's interesting to me. I have yet to touch the local side of anything.
0: Well, and when you say local, I imagine you're talking about local marketing, right? So you have localization. Like, like how do you do SEO, like search engine optimization for local and, and websites that are, you know, it's like, our customer is in, you know, the suburbs of Knoxville, Tennessee, and and their SEO is really just about a small little area of those suburbs, right? It's, yeah, it's totally different when you, when you think about SEO and, and things like that. So my last company, Stackify, we did a lot with SEO and it was global. <laughs> we had 10 million website visitors a year from every country in the world, you know, across all of them. And so, yeah, it is totally different. the The local aspect of it is is definitely a little different to stop and think think about for a while,
1: for sure. So, I called out the you know the localization piece, or just like thinking even very very specific, you know, specificity there for what the industry is and what zip code they're in or whatever is like. I mean, that makes it this is your buy box, so to speak. Um, what's different? What's are some of the things that you feel like are different between this? the fourth time you've been doing this in the first time
0: you know i I always say uh in a lot of my linkedin content and stuff like that now i talk a lot about especially as a software developer you go from like being in love with the code to eventually you got to make the next jump to be in love with the product and the customers right and and then i think the next level of it is the building of a, a business around it is kind of the next level but then when you, when you start working on the business side of it, you, you figure out very quickly, what's more important than anything is how to sell this thing. How do we find customers? Right. And so, you know, I I think, so that's the progression of my career, right? You go from code to product, to business, to now knowing, okay, like sales and marketing is actually in charge of all of these things. (laughs) And the great thing about camp and, and the opportunity that we had with this was being able to work with camp, right? So camp had five years of, of being in the industry and everyone who's they are, and and so they're bringing all the customers and relationships and everything. So that was part of what was made this such a great opportunity was was working with them. And that's thing as any other entrepreneur, I always think about now. It's like, how are you going to sell this thing? You know, if you don't know how to sell it, it's so much harder. You got to know how to sell this thing, and uh, it's something I rave about all the time now.
1: I think, um, I can echo that 1000%. I love that you said that because, um, if any of the young guys here, uh, at, at Marknology come to me with an idea or, uh, you know, someone's talking to me about this product idea, how do, how are we going to sell it? And at least that's where, if I'm trying to help them, that's immediately what I start thinking about to think about if they have a good idea or not. I'm like, okay, if they're selling this, you know, this sunglass case, like okay, what's going to make us want to sell this? What's going to make anyone else want to buy this? How are we going to do it? Are we going to use influencers? And I'm not looking for like a vague answer. I'm literally trying to envision yeah. self-purchasing it. Yeah, And you don't necessarily it. know
0: what's going to work, right? You, you just have to come up with a bunch of ideas and, and you got to try them. And that's part of what makes it fun and exciting too.
1: But I think I think you've just phrased like what, what marketing and sales is in a fun way, which is when I just think about marketing, it's like, meh. Okay. But when you're like an entrepreneur and a founder and you're like, look, I need to go to marketing to figure like to envision, okay, this is how it's going to go to market and how people are going to purchase it and the way that they're going to capture it. And then I can go back to the stuff that I like to do. But, um, you're in that, like, that is the most important. You can build the coolest spaceship in the world, you know, or I guess Noah's Ark. And if there's, you know, no one's going to come if they don't know. about
0: Well, it, you know? well, th- so that's the value of what you provide. And what we provide at camp slash at capacity, right? Is just imagine if if you're a plumber, you're like, I need help. I need somebody to make my phone ring. That's the problem they need to solve. I need phone calls. I need people to call me and beg me to come fix their plumbing problems, right? They don't know how to do that, but there are experts that do, right? So they call us and and just like you on the e-commerce side, you're like, hey, we're experts at Amazon, whatever you want to sell, you call us, we'll figure it out. We'll take care of it, Right. And they build widgets, whatever widgets they build, they sell, whatever the thing is, they're not experts at marketing either, but you are, right? And so that that's the value as a business too, is knowing where you can find that expertise and that help in, in areas that you don't know, right? And just, just like you with property management, I'm sure there's things that you don't fix in your own house, right? You're like, you know yeah. what, I'm calling the plumber to come fix this one. <laughs> Andrew's sure is not.
1: That. Andrew's not going to fix the toilet. I have a funny story for that. So this is just a real founder talk conversation. Um, Martinology was a couple years old. I had started Airbnb back in the early days of Airbnb and just realizing I could make a couple hundred dollars a month uh, a night if my loft downtown, I'd stay at a girlfriend's house, my sister's house, something and make a thousand bucks that weekend. And when I was getting my business off the ground, it was like a lifeline. Like, wow, this is like, sure, I'll stay at my girlfriend's house and make a thousand bucks. I have no problem with that. I had already been through a divorce. So everything I had in my house was kind of like new. It wasn't like, um, you know, real sentimental stuff, I guess is what I'm getting at. It wasn't like, oh my God, someone takes this. I'm going to be heartbroken. And um, I was airbnb Well, Airbnb comes down with rules that like you can't do it in a, if you already have a lease, you can't just do it in a place like downtown. So you had to have like, you had to own the home to be able Um. to Airbnb it. So I'm like, well, man, I was making a killer. I was literally paying for every trip I wanted to take with my airbnb at home it would pay for my trip it was amazing so i rented this place in midtown and made this deal with this guy he had like 12 houses so it wasn't a big corporate company it was a two-bedroom split level house the bottom had a basement with a private entrance and a shower i'm saying all this to say you don't need you shouldn't fix everything in your house i'm a fixer i like to i like to think i'm a man and i can do shit you know and uh i go down there the shower need a new shower head and I was trying to fix it up to where someone would want to stay in this basement and make it kind of nice. I go down there and I'm like, okay, I know how to do this. There's a water valve behind, uh, you know, if you pull it off, there's a water valve. You can turn it off, turn off the water. And then uh, I'll put this thing on there. Well, I start pulling it off, hit, touch the valve. It breaks because it was kind of like fragile. And water is like, it literally is just gushing me in the face <laughs> and in my clothes. Like I thought I had the water turned off. So I'm literally just like, you know in one minute i'm having a call with like a brand owner a ceo to ceo and the next minute i'm like Pfft. and uh <laughs> you're getting a shower well what happened this was like a this was like a house that like they did it just like jimmy rigged it or something you know so the shutoff valve wasn't the one and the second one i found wasn't the one it was in a completely different location than most houses and whoever had renovated the basement was doing it with rv parts oh so, like, nice a mobile home <laughs> So when I'm looking stuff up on YouTube, like, what am I doing wrong? Nothing's matching up. Like, it's like, this is not what goes in a shower. This is yeah. like an RV shower. And uh, then I still had to call the guy. And um,
0: See, know, and he, he charges you twice as much to fix it if you tried to fix it yourself first. Right? Yeah, I had, to, <laughs>
1: I had to humble myself, you know. Uh, so thankfully, I didn't have a girlfriend or a wife to laugh at me while it was happening. It was like I was all by myself, you know, but. You're right. And that's just a funny story of like, you know, you some stuff you just shouldn't do. You're just hire own.
0: the experts, man. Bring them in. And,
1: just and, hire at capacity and get the job done the way it should
0: Yeah. Or if, if you want to sell something on, on Amazon, right? You can jack around, you figure it out, or you call an expert, right? Like that's, and, and I think I've really come to value that in life in general, just like I would call a lawyer or a CPA or whatever. Um, I'm a fan of the fractional services, you know, having... Yeah. S- like I don't need, a lot of companies don't necessarily need like a full-time CTO. There's a whole bunch of people now that work as a fractional CTO um, that can come in and help these little startups and, and tech companies. And they provide a huge amount of value and a skill set. They otherwise, they, they couldn't afford 300 grand a year to hire a full-time CTO, okay. right? Like there there's so many fractional services like that that are also super valuable and and kind of what, what my company does and what your company does is sort of similar that way, right? They could try and do it all in-house. Or they can just hire the experts at, at probably a lower cost and it's fractional, right? Um, makes way more sense.
1: For me, it took me a bit of a journey to figure out. Um, one, it was just coming up in a where money was tight. You have this kind of mindset of scarcity and like, I shouldn't do it myself. Save money. Don't go to the hospital. Yeah. You know, so, sew myself up type thing. And then, you know, but then you turn into a business owner and you just got to go through those that mindset shift. And then two, it was as I became an expert myself in something. And I truly believe that I was an expert in something. It allowed me to kind of have more space for for other experts and really see like the value in having someone that's a pro do what they do best. Um, I got a couple more questions for you. Before I do, finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io. We can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use a full scale platform to define your technical needs and see what available developers, testers and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit fullscale.io. To learn more
0: um that's a cool company i like them
1: i love them uh <laughs> I, I love them it's full of good people it's
0: also a service company
1: yeah check out the website just if it's to uh to enjoy like kind of looking at team members and like just what you guys have done with fullskill.io, i think it's really cool um you know the, the internal um mechanisms you guys have built to make that thing run and and um actually make the the team members feel like part of part of the team is awesome um So talk to me about um, uh, like some of the challenges, I guess, that you guys are facing now as you've kind of like you've really figured out home services and you're going into some of these other verticals, Um, you know, kind of what is it? Is it defining which verticals could could use it? Is it um, you know, what are some of the challenges I guess you guys are facing as a team?
0: Well, so we know it works well for short term transactions like plumbing, HVAC, electrical, some of these things. Um, But we don't know how well it works will work for other industries. And and we're, we're trying to figure it out. I mean, some of them, though, might want to hire us kind of like they would any other random digital marketing company. And maybe, and maybe we could service them, even though they don't get like the real power of what made us unique. So that's also interesting. Um, Just through talking to other people that just think that we're experts at digital marketing, they want to hire us anyways, even though it's you know the specific technology part is less less uh, critical, so that's part of the Bart's part of the problem of being a startup, though. Right? Is you're like, well, these people want to buy our software, but they're not actually buying it for the exact reason that we wanted to sell it for, and maybe what made us unique gets lost if we go service all of those kinds of customers, right? So that that's always the challenge of man you know, being that, an entrepreneur.
1: That, that'll preach, so to speak.
0: Yeah, but we're we're you know we don't know. I mean, we we think there's opportunity in like dental and orthodontist and like. Even a bell bondsman or whatever, like it could be fu- funeral homes have capacity, right? Like I don't know, we'll see.
1: <laughs> Can, you know, something I was thinking about is kind of like this forecasting piece that was like, you know, helping educate. Let's say a dental office, okay. Um, you know, they are booked. I know I've waited months to get into the dentist depending yeah. on what I need to do. Um, and it could be essentially like their marketing could also dictate, communicate to them, advise them, especially with AI now. Um, maybe it's time for another office. Maybe it's time to expand. Maybe yeah, hiring get-
0: hiring more employees, right? Like that—that's the thing we hear all the time. They're like, "Well, we want to have that problem where we're full. We'll hire. We'll just hire more people, right?" And so, that's our goal. Our goal is to work with people that want to grow their business, and we're a tool to help them grow their business.
1: Um, those especially are our best customers. A, especially if it's a service-based business that can schedule out. You know, like let's say a tattoo shop or something like that, um, where it's not an emergency it's not an right. emergency you know and so you can schedule out and you're like look we're booked six months out uh we have a marketing pipeline that's working um the next there, move seems there's to a problem
0: be though nobody wants to work yeah none of these none of these companies can hire anyone that's the problem
1: <laughs> i i honestly can't disagree with we, we were talking uh before we started the show and we were just talking about um you know finding good people and keeping them and um it's harder it's easier said than you done know, i was It's the same thing.
0: It's crazy how low unemployment is still like and who knows if the unemployment numbers are really real or believable. But uh, we're recording this on September 14th. And when you guys are listening to this, uh, the United Auto Workers might still be on strike from today. We'll see. But you think about it. um, The big three might almost be in the worst position they've ever been been in, because who else would they hire to do those jobs? Like there's nobody to hire. That that's the crazy world we live in. Like I talk to plumbers and, and stuff like that all all the time, and like they can't even hire
1: people. Like it, it's insane. The, the or you situation hire where... them and the entitlement is insane. Yes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a situation where you know asking people, can you bring your laptop to the meeting? You know, can you bring a laptop? I'm going to do it from my phone. Um, that's not what I'm asking. You know, like, it's just like, you're, you're still in your first 90 days of trial here. You should just kind of do whatever you're supposed to do. If you're supposed to have a name tag and your shirt tucked in and your shoes tied and what happened to just like, you know, um, being excited to be professional and be your best, you know, I think that's, that's something that, uh, is a little crazy to me. I think I'm a little old school, uh, for, for a younger man. I think I'm a little old school and just raised with my gramps around you just do things in the right way because it's supposed that's supposed to be there. And if you have a boss, you respect them whether you want to work there or not. If you don't, you leave. Uh, but you respect them while you're there, you know. And and I, it is hard. Um, if you have talent, if you have like a lot of mental talent, let's say development skills, or you know, you're you can be a developer. Uh, you can kind of pick where you want to go.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, it's a it's definitely an employee market.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: in, in a lot of yeah, ways, but and go.
0: employees are um, our company, right. Without the talent, I mean, we have no company and, you know, it's no different at full scale. We have 300 employees in the Philippines without them. We have nothing. I mean, they are the company. I mean, so talent is everything and, and trying to support, support your employees, take good care of them, all that kind of stuff. And, and for me on the full scale side, I always say it's like, my job is to find them fun work to do, you know? Um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta take care of your employees or that's the thing about business. you, businesses don't exist without employees. Employees, yeah, it can be a giant pain in the neck, but they, business doesn't exist without
1: them. So I, I fired two clients this week. Um, I don't love doing that. I'm a anti-confrontational type person. Um, but I had to take care of my employees. Like they, you know, they're bullying them. Um, you know, just kind of being rude for no reason, like just being ridiculous in regards yeah. to demands and, um, you know, messaging on saturdays and i need this in an hour and don't respond until you've got this done and you know and uh we're nothing without our employees you know so as an owner i'm like i'm trying yeah. to build a business i don't want to fire clients at the same time what's the most important yeah
0: you know? yeah you're gonna lose your employees or find better clients you know it's, it's hard
1: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if you're in that type of service, home services type of business, it's very easy to be an entrepreneur that has a busy eight hour day. I do believe that. Like it's pretty easy to be, you know, you said you need four or five appointments and it's kind of like I have to do it. And I used to do a lot of lawn landscaping, um, lawn care when I was in school in Hawaii and even before that as a kid coming back from Africa in summers and stuff. And, um, you know, it's pretty easy to be making the money I need to be just with lawns. It would happen word of mouth. People would see you do a good job. They'd say, come home, come do my lawn. Yeah. You know, uh, you ask a couple people and you're, you're as busy as you can be, you know, and it's, um, it's not that hard to do that, uh, versus being an employee of a small business that's, you know, five or six people that's going to be paying you quite a bit less than if you're doing it on your own. And so how do you really get from that? that wage standpoint to make it so much more worthwhile to be a part of this company. You know, maybe you're not having to handle, you know, getting any appointments, you're not having to handle these types of things. Um, I think you have to get really creative these days in regards to, um, you know, scaling your business. But I think, uh, I think for me, hiring was always a hard KPI to figure out when should I hire, uh, you know, do I have enough business coming in to be able to hire and not have to let somebody go if we lose a client? And I think um, what you guys are building there at capacity, I could just really envision that coming down the line of saying, Hey guys, like you're um, you don't have to be scarce, scarcity minded anymore. The business is here. Like, you know, how do you grow it?
0: Well, and and those are some of the unique situations that our software is designed to help where, you know, think about a, a plumbing company or something that has maybe 10 technicians, you know, they don't have 10 every day, you know, people have days off. They have technicians that work on Saturdays, they don't work on Wednesdays, different skill sets, um, like plumbing specifically have people that only do drains versus full master certified plumbers. So, yeah, I mean, just dealing with all that ebb and flow of that is interesting. And that's that's what our software is trying to help.
1: uh, The Airbnb side, I think, uh, could really probably use you'd have to probably change the software a bit to make it work for Airbnb. But, you know, Airbnb has all of the aspects of traditional property management. And then it has a different payout system than property management. And it has, um, so you have maintenance and you have cleaning and you have the guests. So there's kind of like this three level layer of, of coordinating, you know, uh, when is the checkout time? The cleaners have to be there a certain time. Maybe maintenance has to be there on a day that it's not booked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, all those kinds of things kind of going into the calendar. It's, it can be um, pretty complicated. And what I found is that, uh, tra- there's like traditional property management software. Like one we use is called Propertyware. it's pretty high end, pretty enterprise. Uh, and then you have a separate software for Airbnb and short term rentals, like VRBO, Expedia. There's like, there's a few besides just Airbnb. Um, you know, and you're pulling, you're kind of taking it out of one and almost manually putting it in your traditional property management software because there isn't really a play between them both. And it's not necessarily just the marketing play. Um, cause you don't take listings down and put them back up but it very much so is the availability and
0: well yeah. imagine being a cleaning service that cleans these airbnb properties right it's like well you can only clean them between like 11 in the morning and three in the afternoon what do i do the rest of the day yeah right like that that's interesting
1: a lot so, so a lot of those so as someone has done it five years now Um, a lot of the cleaners have multiple jobs. Yeah. Okay. So you either have someone full time and and you're having them kind of clean on the properties that don't have current guests. Um, you either have to flex a couple part timers when let's say there's a turnover on all the same day, Or you block a few of the properties. So a few could turn over and a few have to block. Um, but it's people that, you know, work a night shift. Uh, and so they're like, I'm trying to make you know extra money from ten to three before I go into my shift at four yeah. sort or of
0: five or whatever. It's sort, sort of like, like a gig, particular. almost like a gig job, you know?
1: Yep, exactly. Which, I mean, there we go, gigs too, right? You're getting booked for gigs. Service, uh, it's not home services, but it's another one of those ones where like you only have a certain amount of bandwidth, but yeah. you need to be getting shows. Yep. Um, you know, that's the ideas just keep coming to my mind in ways that this can be repurposed. But I think it's going to be exciting to watch you guys do it. Um. You know, as, as we get close to, our, to the end of the show, I'd love to just end with a few questions about, um, you know, you're on startup number four. Uh, I kind of think of the podcast as almost like a four and a half, like it's a, its its own entity and its own, own of its own. Um, what's some advice you'd have for for fellow founders, you know, getting saying, hey, maybe they've taken a sabbatical and they're trying to get back in the saddle and kind of figure out what's next for them?
0: Well, I, I'm a fan of networking and just meeting other people and you never know what, what kind of business ideas you're going to run into or the, you you just never, you just never know. You never know who you're going to meet, who they know. And like the guy I had lunch with today, he's like, I reached out to you because everybody kept saying your name. He's like, I talked to people around town about various things. They kept you, they kept bringing you up. and I'm like, okay, well, here we are. Let's <laughs> eat lunch. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like I gave him a lot of great advice today. Um, and offered to potentially help him a little more if he wanted a little help, and I made a, a really key um, introduction to, for him um, that was key. So, you know, you just never know with business, and that's a lot of times that's that's how companies get started, right? Is you, you, it's matching up different ideas with talent, people that need help, whatever. Like that guy probably would have brought me in as a business partner if I really wanted to go do that thing. I don't know. Um, you just never know, and the more you meet with people, the the more those opportunities come around and. Um, the biggest suggestion I ever have to other entrepreneurs, and, and I saw this on a random TikTok video one day, and I, I I wish I actually knew who the source of this was, it's way more important to be best known for what you do than being best at what you do. Um, most of us are so focused on being the best at what we do, but that really doesn't matter. It's best known is way more important. I mean, we wow. all use companies, services, products every day because they're the best known products, Brandy. not because they're
1: the best. You're right. And, uh, that's a specific been a specifically a hard lesson for me to learn. Um, whether people believe it or not, I'm, I'm an introverted extrovert. Uh, I do it out of have to, uh, you know, to grow the business and, and network and do, do those types of things. Um, I was raised by humble missionary parents, uh, very religious, you know, bragging kind of like putting your, your wins out there being like, look what I did is it doesn't come natural to me, right. you know? And, um, but there's no way you're not going to get that shot. You're not going to get that opportunity if you're not out there telling people what you're doing, um, telling people what you're about, telling people how great your guys' team is. Um, you know, you got to be out there kind of putting yourself out there. And I think you brought up something great today when you said, uh, you know, the networking stuff and, and what's something you can do to kind of figure out what that next project is for you. For me, almost even when I'm, I'm feeling low or I don't know my direction or whatever, I'll offer that same thing to someone else uh, who's someone that I can give some direction to because yeah. I know about what they're doing or some value I can give. Um, and it comes back around.
0: Well, and, st- back around. and starting at capacity came from just meeting with an old colleague, friend of mine that I'd worked with for you know over 10 years ago. And that, that's how I learned about the opportunity and got involved, you know? So you just, you just never know.
1: I absolutely love it. Um, People know where to contact you. You're Matt Watson. Um, You know, it's been awesome having you on the show, learning more about at capacity and just getting a chance to kind of catch up. Uh, We're always moving super fast, but I know that that at capacity is going to be, you know, one that you're not only proud of, but that we're going to continue to see grow. And and I'm excited to see what other verticals you get into. Like if you get into e-commerce, I definitely need to be a part of that um, and see what you guys are doing. It sounds awesome. All right, man. Thank you so much for having me on today. You're welcome, Matt. Thanks for being a guest. Thanks again to our listeners. Um, do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? Let FullScale help. They have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders at Full Scale. They specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. Does, this, does it seem weird to hear that? Like the sponsor class? <laughs> You're doing a good job. Doing a good job all right i'll take that um thanks again hustlers thanks again matt we'll see you next time thank you startup hustles brought to you by fullscale.io helping you build a software team quickly and affordably
0: make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button then come find us on instagram see you next time